It's another episode of everyone's favorite podcast, BuddyCast. I'm your host, Nick Buddy Sorensen, and joining me today is a special artist. I saw him on Facebook, and I'm like, I have to have him on this show. Mr. Keegan Hall. How are you doing today, buddy? I'm awesome, man. I appreciate you having me on here. Thanks. Oh, I, like I said, I just saw your artwork. It looks so realistic. I'm like, I got to chat with him. I got to just learn all about him. So right let's start by asking... How did you find a passion for art? Yeah, it's kind of a, a wild story that took a lot of twists and turns over the years. Um, I mean, when I, when I was young, I, I, I drew all the time. It was kind of one of my favorite things to do, that along with sports. And mm -hmm. I ended up you know, going to University of Washington, uh, getting a degree in art, studying abroad, and uh, doing art there. And upon graduation, um, gave up art entirely actually. So you know, I kind of heard from a lot of different people that art's not a career, you can't make money, you're gonna be poor your whole life and it's time to start thinking about a real career. And uh, unfortunately I listened to those people, uh, gave up art um, entirely and entered the world of professional sports. So I actually joined the Seattle Sonics Ooh. for five years and uh, had a great time there. And then it was, uh, you know, once the team left, I went back to grad school and then uh, there was kind of a, a series of unfortunate events that led me to get back into art, which maybe we could, we could talk about too, but I don't want to steal it all right here in the, in, in the yeah. beginning. Mm -hmm. So you've been an artist for your, for the longest time. What really do let's talk about that. Actually, what drew you back into artwork? You go from a sports team to go into, you know what, I'm going back into my passion. I'm going to do it. What was the final push? The final, you know, you're staring over the ledge, looking at your passion and find someone just goes. Yeah, and that, that's kind of how it felt. And, but it wasn't quite a sudden. Um, mm -hmm. So uh, again, I had no intentions of, of returning to art at all. Um, and uh, unfortunately this, this happened a few years ago now, but um, my mom had, um, had a battle with cancer and mm. she actually um, beat it the first time, which was a miracle in itself. Um, she went through all the chemo radiation, somehow came out the other side, was cancer free for a few years. And then it came charging back kind of bigger mm. and worse than before. Um, so she was kind of gearing up for that, that next battle when um, she, she didn't, uh, she didn't feel very well on a Friday and then ended up going to the hospital on Saturday and actually passed away on the Sunday. Mm. So it happened very quick, very sudden, and then kind of, you know, shook me to my core. Um, just like I've always been really close with my mom. And, um, you know, obviously that was devastating on a number of levels. So uh, fast forward a few months after that, um, I was just driving down the road and thinking about her and, you know, a lot of the things that made her so happy, um, you know, when, when we were together and I kept going back to art when I was younger and how I was drawn. She was always so supportive of my work. And uh, for some reason, I, was, I just felt compelled to sit down and, uh, and, and draw, do a drawing, something that I hadn't done in almost 10 years, actually, which was kind of wild to think about. So um, that, that first drawing, um, being a big sports fan, I drew a picture of Michael Jordan. 
Mm-hmm. Um, posted that on on social media, and a, a bunch of my friends kind of reached out and said, "Wow, that's really cool! I didn't even know you could draw." And one one particular friend asked if um, if I could do a drawing of Cam Chancellor, the Seattle Seahawks uh, safety, and he even offered to pay a hundred dollars. And at the time, I thought that was just the most amazing thing. Like someone would actually pay me to draw. Like how cool is that? And uh, that uh, kind of led to a number of different things that just started snowballing. But it all started with kind of uh, thinking back about my mom sitting down to do that first drawing. And uh, I was shocked of what would kind of come next. Mm-hmm. Those are always the best stories, though. The stories that start off, you know, they start off with some, pain, you know, some tragedy, some pain, something like that. But then they lead to a greater passion. You know, mm-hmm. they lead to that greater story like they really do that like look at sylvester stallone for example you ever hear his story how he basically went from dirt poor like having to sell his dog for his next meal and then bam he rises to where he is today which is the simple script of rocky yeah and that, that's really how I, I felt you know i you know growing up i actually was very poor i lived in the trailer park most of my life so uh that's kind of how i kept myself entertained was through art and drawing and imagination and those things and I didn't realize how much I missed it until I sat down, you know, you know, after my mom passed away and got back into it. And I was like, wow, this is, you know, it was therapeutic just to kind of like calm my mind down and, and be uh, be there, which is me and my art. And uh, yeah, there was just something there that I had been missing all these years that felt like I had finally found it again. Mm-hmm. Now, if you don't mind me asking, what led you to draw athletes specifically? Yeah, it, it was. Uh, it's funny because I've I've gotten to be more well known because of my sports art, and mm-hmm. really, it was just born out of a passion as an athlete myself. I had you know played basketball my whole life, um, you know, all through high school, I captained the team, all that fun stuff, and then uh, played all through um, college. Not not for UW, but just um as a as a fan of the game and then of course going on to the sonics it was just i've always been consumed by sports and competition so um it was just natural for me to kind of do that first drawing of michael jordan and then the cam chancellor one and then from there um you know it just started to uh snowball but for me sports it's just so so amazing on a number of levels from the competitive side you know, if you're an athlete and you know you've, you've competed in any sport, you kind of know that feeling. So so if I could capture some of that feeling in the artwork, that's what always got me charged up again. Like whether a guy's like screaming after a big play, like if, if you've ever been there, you know that feeling and gets you all excited all over again. So that challenge of creating that emotion into the art is kind of what drew me to it. Nice, nice. Now, who are some of your favorite athletes to draw? Well, I don't really have a favorite to draw per se, but I definitely have a number of favorite athletes. I mean, all the top from Michael Jordan, you know, the greatest of all time to, um, you know, Russell Wilson, kind of, you know, here in Seattle, what he's done for um, not only for our team, but our city. It's just been so amazing. And then just, you know, growing up in the Seattle area, of course, Ken Griffey Jr., you know, you got the Steve Largents. And then uh, even when I play, I got to play against guys like Jamal Crawford. um, stuff like that. So it was just, uh, we have a really kind of rich uh, sports history, although we haven't won a lot of titles overall throughout the history of Seattle sports. There's been a number of great athletes that have come through here. 
Um, and I've been fortunate to kind of cross paths with several of them. So it's been pretty cool. Nice. You excited about the hockey team that's coming down there? I am. I'm, I got my season tickets uh, reserved, got my seats picked out. So uh, yeah, it feels good to finally have that new stadium coming together. Uh, hockey teams in place. I think it's just a matter of time before we get the NBA back here. So that, yes. that that's the day yeah. I'm looking for. You need you need this you need the Supersonics back. You need oh, that too. It's I'm still amazed. I mean, I, I worked for the team during the sale uh, when it was Ooh. sold to Clay Bennett and the ownership group out of um, Oklahoma oh. City, and I remember that day of uh, not only when Howard Schultz announced it to us, but then a few weeks later, Clay coming into the office. We you know shaking all of our hands and telling us all that, you know, there's nothing to worry about. We're going to keep the team here in Seattle. We're going to get this new arena done. And obviously we all know how that ended. Um, uh-huh. I so, that kind of sounded a little fishy to me, knowing the, knowing the end story, you know? Yeah. I mean, you wanted to believe you wanted to trust. You wanted to think that you're going to not only keep your team here, but keep your job. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, fortunately it didn't work out. So yeah, I'm counting the days. Um, that we can get a team back here again soon. Yes, yes, most definitely. I'm a, I miss the mascot that you guys had. That guy was awesome. You know? Oh, Squatch. Yeah, yeah. And, and the guy who played uh, Squatch, he he was amazing himself. Uh, his name is Mark, and uh, yeah, just one of the nicest guys you've ever met, and just super talented to be able to do those all those acrobats acrobatics in that costume. Yes. So, yeah, I just missed the whole whole fan experience. It was pretty fun to be around. Yes. Yes. Now. How many out, you know, the one thing I love about your artwork is is the realistic, like it's so realistic. It's got so much detail. It's got so much just, it's not just a picture of Michael Jordan doing his Air Jordan dunk. And it's Michael Jordan in front of like 50,000 fans, which you can clearly like pick out. Like you can clearly see, like, it's not just those little, that's, that's, that, you know, it's, there's like a guy with a mustache. There's a woman with long blonde hair or something. How many hours and details do you put into your work? Well, it's, it's funny when I look back at the my drawings when I just got back in, um, they were very a, a lot more simple. Uh, I would probably put like twenty hours into a piece, and um, and it feels like I'm I'm learning to draw all over again. And so it's fun to look back at that early work and see that progression. And now um, I'm constantly looking for new ways to challenge myself. That and that that Michael Jordan piece that you're referencing is really kind of in the crown jewel from all my work up to this point. So that one I think was close to probably over 300 hours put into that single piece. Wow. And, and as you mentioned, it was, uh, you know, drawing, of course, Jordan jumping from the free throw line during the dunk contest, but also trying to, to draw every single person's face in the crowd as well. So that's where it's just, I would literally draw like work on this drawing for three or four hours and then make like an inch of progress. And it it just felt like it was never going to end. But at the same time, I was like, I really want to see if I can pull this off. So you always kind of have that battle back and forth in your mind um, to see if you can do it. And uh, I was, you know, well, you saw, you saw how it turned out. I was, yes, uh, that that was the product. So hopefully I can uh, improve on that even now. Here's how it turned out. It landed you. It landed you an interview on BuddyCast. There you go. So hey, it wasn't all bad. <laughs> exactly. Now, let's say someone were to contact you about something. Like if I were to ask you after the show, hey, I have. If I send you a picture, would you be able to draw it? You know, for the fair price and everything like that. Are people able to do that for you? 
are people like are you just your own freelance guy type of deal yeah yeah i mean because my drawings take so long to do uh-huh. uh, i have to kind of be very selective of the projects that i take on um mm-hmm. so i get a lot of requests like that unfortunately i can't you know kind of squeeze them all in because a single drawing could take months so i mm-hmm. can only do a handful a year and then um the other thing i guess we haven't really even mentioned is my focus of using my art to raise money for charity so mm-hmm. i have a number of kind of charity projects that i do throughout the year as well so that's been keeping me busy as of late apologies for the dog in the background but um but yeah oh that brings me to my next question if you could have our audience donate to one charity of your choice what would it be and why yeah i mean when it when it comes to my artwork i don't uh i don't actually dictate where the the the, the money goes in terms of the charity that receives it i let because uh, i work with a lot of different athletes or musicians and I let them choose. So I just kind of uh, do the artwork and then I let them choose um, which place receives it. But if I were just to kind of pick one, um, one particular charity or organization that I was involved with um, since a kid is the Special Olympics. So I have um, I have one sibling, her name's Joanna and she, is, uh, she has cerebral palsy. So she's been active in the Special Olympics um, her whole life and then I volunteered a lot and I was also a basketball coach for one of the a team one year. And then my mom actually was the swimming coach for the Special Olympics for a number of years. So yeah, that's one I've been very active with when I was when I was younger. And it's just if you've never been to an event like that, it's so cool to see those kids get to compete in, in sports and, and feel that that feeling of victory too. So it's just a really magical experience for everyone. Mm-hmm. It really warms your heart when you see that moment, right? Because oh, I was yeah. I was a I was a basketball coach for a youth league, you know, six year olds, and just seeing them play their hearts out, and just see, you know, it's a, there's a little bit of a difference there, you know, and everything. But just you're right, seeing them play their hearts out, seeing them give everything that everyone else gives, it's just it's a it's the warmest feeling, you know. And at the end, I mean, you get, of course, you know, there's there's going to be a winner of the event, so that 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 kid gets to feel that feeling of victory. But um, in general, the crowd is just so supportive. So every kid, you know, you know, you get a medal of some kind, and the crowd like roars when they announce their name. So it's just a very cool experience for each of each of those athletes as well. One hundred percent. I gotta ask around you: Do you have like a demonstration of your art, like a piece that you could show us real quick? Uh, yeah, yeah. Let me see what I got here. I'll um, give you the screen so it's more of a bigger layout. Yeah, I have two actually that I have. Um, so the first one is, of course, that Jordan one that you mentioned. Ooh. This is a, a print of it. Let's see here. Wow. So this is the one that took all of those hours to do. And, yeah. Uh, you know, wow. so, yeah, this has kind of been the one that, that got a lot of attention, you know, kind of went around the world went viral a little bit online so this was the first one and then the most recent one that i did um is a project uh i'm a big fan of, of pearl jam and eddie vetter so we had um teamed up um eddie vetter and i um to do a uh another charity project so this is a piece that i did um of eddie and uh he and i are gonna sign 200 copies of this and actually we got a, a little bit bigger version printed for um 
for the charity campaign. But we're going to sign 200 of these. Uh, we put them for sale for 500 bucks each, and they actually sold out in about an hour. So it was it was wild. Before we even announced what the image was going to be, we just said, "Hey, you know, Eddie and I are teaming up for this project. It's 200 for 500 each. It's 100 percent going to be donated." And they just sold out. No one even knew what they were buying, but they just wanted to kind of be a part of the uh, the campaign. And so that was just really, really cool to see. So finally got the drawing done. And now we're in the process. Uh, I just got the prints back actually uh, today. And then um, Ed and I will coordinate a time to sign them and get them out. But it was a really cool project to raise $100,000 um, in about an hour. Just one word I have to say is wow. Wow. Yeah. That one was kind of took me off guard too, because we hadn't um, we had a plan to you know post on social media and kind of you know create this big awareness around it, and we didn't even get a chance to do that. We had only sent out an email about the campaign, and it sold out before we even got a chance to post online. So uh, it was cool to see that. It was also encouraging that um, you know we could have probably raised more money had we had known that the demand would have been so high so but it gave us lots of ideas for uh you know some future projects absolutely now one question i always ask to my buddies i call them buddies not guests that come on this show is in your own words what does it mean to be someone's buddy i think it's just 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 being being there is where it starts you know just being available uh being accessible um you know i i i think all of us especially as you get older um, your, your friend groups probably shrink a little bit, but those, those buddies that you still have, um, have, you just have an even better relationship with those people. And I think it's just really cool to, um, know that you could call somebody at any time and they're going to answer, especially in today's age of like texting and email and no one really calls anybody anymore. But the fact that you still have that direct connection with, um, some of your best buddies that you grew up with. Um, you can call, they'll pick up, and you can have that conversation. Uh, that That's still pretty cool. So I'm fortunate to still have that with some of my really good friends. That's amazing. That's um, truly amazing. Well, sir, I've been truly inspired by you. I've got one more question for you, which is what we call the ultimate buddy cast buddy question. You ready for this? What is your advice for anyone who wants to be an artist? Man, that's that's a tough one. I mean, I think there's several layers to that question. Uh, I think it starts with, you know, trying to produce the best type of artwork that you can. I mean, there's gotta be a level of quality in your work that people gravitate towards. Um, so, and there's a lot of kind of smaller pieces of advice that I could give within that side of it. But I think the other half that a lot of artists uh, almost disregard is kind of the business side. Um, and that's, that's the, you gotta be able to kind of balance both those two. It's, it's nice to be able to produce really nice artwork, but if you don't have a way to, you know, sell it or make money or to, to sustain yourself financially, then it's very difficult. So I think, um, all artists should really focus on both sides of that equation. Um, if they ultimately want to make it as a professional artist. That's beautiful, beautiful answer. Well, Thank you so, so much for being a buddy here on BuddyCast. Stick around for a minute. We'll chat afterwards. All right. Thanks, Nick. Yes. For all my buddies out there, this is my buddy, Keegan Hall. Where can we find you if we want to uh, if we want to learn more about you? Yeah, it's just uh, KeeganHall.com or just, you know, type in Keegan Hall on any of the social networks 
and uh, I should pop up there. Veganhall.com. All righty. Put that in the comments for all our viewers. But thank you again so much for being a buddy here on BuddyCast. And I have one favor to ask you today. Yeah. Go be someone's buddy. All right. I'll do it. Appreciate yeah. it. We'll catch you all next time here on BuddyCast. Well, the days are going fast. Buddy, buddy, we've got to make them last. Buddy, buddy, oh.